good afternoon and welcome to Lambda Weekly. I'm Dave Taffet. I'm here in the studio with Laron Landis. Welcome back, Laron. Thank you. And uh, the late Patty Fink, who is who set a record for early today. <laughs> <laughs> no, very much so. I, I mean, like half an hour early. Yeah, yeah. I, I don't know what to do with that. Wait, it, that is your car right there, right? Oh, it's it's over down here. Oh, okay. Because when I pulled up, I'm like, you mean Patty beat me here? <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, that doesn't happen. It doesn't happen often. Not that early. <laughs> Our guest is Chris Heinbaugh. He's the Vice President of External Affairs for AT&T Performing Arts Center. Some of you remember him from WFAA. Uh, he's also on the um, Visit Dallas board. And he was supposed to be here with Valetta Lil, who's at home eating bonbons and texting Chris and driving him nuts with text messages <laughs> about what he has to remember to get on the air. We miss you, Valletta. Feel better soon. Next yes. time. <laughs> so, Chris, you're here to talk about Proposition A, yeah. or was it Proposition B? It's A. There's only one, and it's Proposition A. <laughs> so, how uncreative of us to call the first, prop- first and only Proposition Proposition A. <laughs> I'm kind of thrilled that there's no Proposition B or C or D or right. anything to confuse voters. Right. We just have the one, and it's yes. And, and it Ma- makes it pretty yes easy on this one. Yeah. So we support just, Lambda Weekly supports the arts. So, what is Proposition A? Well, uh, so it's on the November eighth ballot, and it is a city of Dallas measure. And basically, this is going to ask voters to approve an increase in the city's hotel occupancy tax from 13% to 15%, so that's two percentage points, and this is going to generate about $1.5 billion in revenue. Uh, $1.2 billion of that would go for the expansion of the K. Bailey Hutchison uh, Convention Center, um, and then 200 to $300 million of that would provide a really critical infusion of funding that will really help jumpstart a lot of the renovations out at Fair Park. Uh, but the biggest thing to remember about this is this is not going to be paid for by Dallas taxpayers. It is paid for by the people going to the conventions, going to meetings, going to shows, tourists, the visitors. Those are who will be paying the tax on this, not Dallas. And if well, so if 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 we happen to stay in a hotel in Dallas, if you happen to spend a night in a hotel no, in Dallas, you know, high end or business. low end, you know, either <laughs> one, right? Yes, but yeah, or yes, for black tie, you're staying at the Sheraton a little late at night, but uh, but generally, that's uh, this is being paid by out of towners. Okay, so you mentioned that this will be a renovation of the K. Bailey Hutchison Convention right. Center. So it won't be tearing it down and building a new one? No, it, it's, a, it's an expansion of it in that we will be tearing down most of the old one. Mm-hmm. Um, Good, because the current one is a mess. It is. It's a horrible mess. It, um, it was one piece of building that was stuck onto another piece of building yep. that was stuck onto another piece of building. And you can be going from here to right over there, and you need directions because... What what a mess that they're on is. different levels. So there's yeah. stairs, there's whole mobility issues, or um, there are signs that say uh, the dart station is that way, and it's actually right there. Right. <laughs> so what you're getting, and I, if you've been in there sometimes during when the weather's bad, okay, and it, I, this visual is you're looking up at the roof. There is a big square piece of plastic up there that's kind of got a, a plastic tube in the middle, and that is catching rainwater. That comes down during conventions, so they're all over the place, and they call them diapers. 
Oh okay, my they God. call them diapers, <laughs> and they're all over, you wow. know, and that's just part of the issues out there. And, you know, this is not us putting our best foot forward, you know, and when you think about, for a lot of people, coming to a convention, uh, something like that, that's their first impression of Dallas. Right. And, again, we're not putting our best foot forward. So I just want to make clear Valletta is against diapers also. <laughs> <laughs> Building diapers Building for diapers. sure. Building diapers. Yeah. But um, but the one piece we will be keeping is the the historic arena. Okay. okay. Oh, that was yeah. built or designed by uh, George Dahl, a famous, you know, historic uh, architect here in Dallas. And that will, as part of this, get completely renovated. As well, and you know that uh, the Black Academy of Arts and Letters that's out kind of in that building. So that building is not getting torn down. But everything so the part else, that was originally built, because that's the original right. piece of the building, 1957. That piece was built decently and is worth renovating and saving. And the garbage that they tacked onto it, <laughs> <laughs> that's all going away. I have an opinion about that building. I hate it. I can't tell. Really? Yeah. Uh, now, to be clear, the, it, not the Omni Hotel. That's new. That thing mm-hmm. is a beautiful space, and it's doing really, really well. And we love the lights. Love it. Yes. <laughs> and, Great building. All the you know the pieces that have been built, and they were built in 19, uh, 1957 was the first piece, and the next one was 1970, then 1984, then 94. In 2002. It sounds like our house that was built in 53. They just kept tacking onto it. Yeah. And so all that will go. What's also interesting is if you know the way that that kind of crosses Lamar, runs over to City Hall and everything, it acts as this barrier between downtown and the Cedars. And, yeah, there's a tunnel, but it's a visual barrier. It turns your back on the, su- on the southern part of our city. And so this new convention center will have a smaller footprint. It will kind of run along Lamar now. Smaller footprint, but it goes up, so it will be far bigger. You're doubling the space, Um, but you're, you're positioning it there. So now it's acting as a connector between the Cedars. And imagine going up, up, up and being able to look at the Cedars from there. Oh, yeah. Oh, that's going to oh, be yeah. beautiful. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it really is. Well, and the Cedars have, you know, they've got some great views yeah. of downtown. So now you don't have the convention center blocking them. And uh, what we are hoping that you will see, and we think will happen, is uh, you will see a lot of development downtown now on both sides of um, that. Also, part of it is the backside, there'll be a deck park over I-30. <gasps> No. Uh, yeah, to kind of tie over and again to com- complete that. Because you want people to be able to walk. That's one of the things right now. People just feel like they're isolated there. And, you know, you think about it, the AT&T experience is not that far away. But you wouldn't know it over there. It's just like not welcoming. And certainly not welcoming to walk down to the Cedars. So, Well, the other thing about it being uh, uh, spanning the highway is that that's where the new bullet train will uh, be coming into the city. If that happens, <laughs> if that happens, <laughs> hope springs eternal. <laughs> no, we, we certainly, nobody wants to look at the Mixmaster Canyon downtown or hear it. No, you know, no. I mean, like, that's, you know. Well, but when you're it. at uh, the, the deck park we have now, the one named after the eight-year-old kid, I never call it by its name because <laughs> <laughs> that's a drug problem waiting to happen. 
uh, naming a park after an eight-year-old. Um, but the deck park we have now, you can be in the middle of that park. Uh, Woodall Rogers is right under you. You don't hear it at all. Exactly. Exactly. No, no. So that would be that would be absolutely wonderful. Yeah. yeah. And they'll have if you've been down to Houston, the plan is that um, that it will have a big plaza out in front and a community plaza and a community plaza that's meant for our community, not just the visitors. And if you go down there, it is packed. Mm-hmm. On the weekends, that whole space is packed with people. So they'll be—they're hoping to have some live entertainment, op, you know, opportunities out there, and you know, just making it a very inviting place. And then, of course, there's a whole bunch of space over there that right now is taken up by the convention center. Um, all of that now would open up for private development, and those properties go back on the tax rolls. So you're talking wow. about generating 2.5 billion. You know that's a value 2.5 billion generating that property that um, taxes off of that. So that's huge because right now all that's city land. It's not generating any revenue, property taxes. But you know I think certainly not um, the cemetery. No. <laughs> <laughs> well, but the cemetery will stay there. Right. They're not moving. I don't know what Any the plans. I don't think so, but I don't know what the plans are for that. I can't speak to that. So let's so, talk about some buildings in Fair Park that are going to get some yes. love. Um, Absolutely. And and I know, you know, everyone who knows or knows Valletta is such a. I call her preservation evangelist. Um, I say but, she's the one who caused all the damage that we need to fix. <laughs> <laughs> David Wood. <laughs> Um, but I mean, her, she's put her 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 arms around every one of those those structures in Fair mm-hmm. Park at some point, and now um, so much of this is going to be able to happen yep. for real. So, what are some of the buildings that are going to get some love? The buildings that will get love. Uh, so, the way that this legislation was crafted um, is that it's six buildings, and they've got to be sent spent on those six buildings, and it's the Cotton Bowl. Okay. So that'll get a lot of work on it. Uh, you know, new dressing rooms. I think they're going to move the press box. There's going to be more suites. Obviously, the concourses. Everything, you know, needs work there. But that's a big piece. Um, Music hall, of mm-hmm. course. We, everyone who goes to see Broadway there knows the place could use a little love. Yep. Okay, so here's the gay. <laughs> yeah. Broadway musicals that uh-huh. we bring into town. Yeah, this is not vote yes on prop gay, but it sure, sure could be, I guess. <laughs> yes, um, and then uh, and this is really exciting: the band shell. The band shell is not. I mean, it just does not. Other than the bird show, okay, during the state fair, it does not get used much. It doesn't have any dressing rooms in the back, any space in the back. Um, it gets hot. You just beaten by the sun and they have come up with a plan and a design that will kind of create this shell around the band shell that mm-hmm. will really transform that space and there are some pictures of this um, that are floating around out there and you know I'm always a little skeptical of artist renditions but I was told no it's probably what it's going to look like and because it's actually not a heavy lift it may be one of the first things that gets done Wow. So, I know. So I'm That's exciting. That. that is really exciting because it's such a neat space. You go look it at is. the Hollywood Bowl, and we've got the potential for something like that here. Absolutely. I used to call it the bird shell by mistake, you know, <laughs> just because it's easy to do. 
Um, but when we were doing National Coming Out Day, we had events at the at the band shell. And other than the the birds of prey, right. it, you really don't see much activity there. And this yeah. would this would change a lot because it is pretty much you want to sit in a broiler. And then, you know, maybe you should turn around after 15 minutes and yeah. get it be evened out. You know, I mean, it, it is a space that could be better used. It needs to be cleaned up, and, and but that's exciting. And that's when very I see exciting. that picture, I'm like, wow. But if there were no uh, dressing rooms or anything there, how when I first moved here, the Shakespeare Festival performed at the band shell. They probably put trailers in the back. Oh. oh I, probably, I don't know, yeah. but that would, be, that would be my workaround. <laughs> Just or a tent or something. Or a tent or something, yeah. Yeah, and even um, before the show, we were talking a little bit, and you said that um, Dallas Summer Musicals started out there as... They started the op- uh, kind of, uh, I think it was uh, musicals under, uh, under the Broadway stars. Under the Stars, something like that. Right. But that was in the 40s, I think. They actually kind of, that got started there. So maybe they put up some tents or something behind it as dressing rooms? Probably. I don't know. Huh. But they... they you know, it was early days. Of shows Dallas. were not, yeah. Shows were not as elaborate. The tours, right, especially. Right. So, but that's kind of that's what I understand. So, anyway, there's that. <laughs> then there's um, uh, the Coliseum, which is a space that you. It, it will be a much better entertainment venue, and they've got everything in there. You know, the Black Rodeos in there. They've had rodeos. Uh-huh. They've got volleyball uh, tournaments. It's they've, a great space. Yeah, mm-hmm. and that's going to be built out adding more dressing rooms, the whole thing there. So that'll become a much a better space. You know, right in front, they built that piece in the front, so you have an entryway. Well, that's not really air-conditioned. Right. <laughs> so now it's connected. <laughs> it would be all connected, so the whole experience there. And then two others would be exhibition halls, Automobile and Centennial, which are two of the busiest and most used venues there. And one of the things that is interesting about that, those are the venues that, if we get it, would be the site for the International uh, Media Center for the World Cup in 2020. Wow. Those are the buildings that they're looking for. And, you know, it's kind of, it's down to us in Atlanta, okay? And they're kind of waiting to see what happens with this election. Oh, come on. We can can, can kick some Atlanta. It's not a guarantee. Nobody's promised anything. But, uh, you know, our odds jump dramatically. What exhibition space does Atlanta have? And I, I'm asking that as a serious question. I think it's down. I, I'm not sure, but I, I think it would probably be down around where the Olympic Park was. Oh, oh, that's that makes right. sense. Yeah. yeah, yeah, they did the Olympics. Remember? It's been a while since I've been in Atlanta. Yeah, yeah. So, so everything's called Peachtree. But we're not tearing anything down out there. Um, the only one I think that gets a little expansion is the Coliseum. Um, but uh, but we're not tearing anything down historic or anything. It's you know it's, it's giving love to the things that we got, and those are the six that were included in this. Um, so uh, yeah. so the Coliseum, not the Coliseum, the Centennial Building and the Auto Building are just big empty exhibition halls. What needs to be done to them? Um, that's a good question, and that Boletta probably could have answered. But I think a lot of it is making sure that's outfitted. You know, they, they are shells right now, mm-hmm. and I think it is outfitting them for, you know, electronically everything that you would need uh, to do that for a media center. Those buildings that get used for a lot of things. And um, I think it would outfit them so that, yes, it would be able to deal with the World Cup piece, 
but also make them incredibly useful hauls well beyond that. Well, I mean, today's digital age, I mean, they are shells. And if you're going to really lift it to today's world and tomorrow's world, you've got to do some serious work on what can be um, accessed in terms of wiring and cabling and all the things. And I have no doubt that that's not an easy process to do right now the way it's built. So, you know, I mean... You know, come on. We're gonna, if you're going to be broadcasting from an international uh, to an international media market, you've got to have a lot more going on. Well, and we we were there before because the last World Cup game that was here, Fair Park was the international media center, mm-hmm. and you know, and the games were played at the Cotton Bowl. The mm-hmm. Cotton Bowl has one of the best soccer pitches in the world, and people love playing there. Um, but you know, if we don't get that venue fixed up, um, we know that we, we will, again, I know this always is hanging over our head, but Texas OU, of course. Mm-hmm. But, you know, we had Rolling Stones out there. Um, and trying to hang on and keep getting those things, it's just not going to happen. Um, you know, they're just going to, uh, there's too much competition, in, especially in North Texas. And that there, you've got an incredible site. You know, and historic. It's a neat place to watch performances, but the whole user experience all the way around and behind the scenes, um, it needs work. Yeah. We, we need to take a break. Uh, for those of you who don't know who the Rolling Stones are, that was a reference to a 1960s rock and roll band. <laughs> rooms? Probably. I don't know. Huh. But they, they, you know, it was early days. Of shows Dallas. were not, yeah, shows were not as elaborate, the tours right. especially. Right. So, but that's kind of, that's what I understand. So anyway, there's that. Then there's um, uh, the Coliseum, which is a space that you, it, it will be a much better entertainment venue. And they've got everything in there. You know, the Black Rodeo's in there. They've had rodeos. Uh-huh. They've got volleyball uh, tournaments. It's they've, a great space. Yeah, mm-hmm. and that's going to be built out, adding more dressing rooms, the whole thing there. So that'll become a much a better space. You know, right in front, they built that piece in the front so you have an entryway well that's not really air conditioned right (laughs) now it's connected it would be all connected so the whole experience there and then two others would be exhibition halls automobile and centennial which are two of the busiest and most used venues there and one of the things that is interesting about that those are the venues that if we get it would be the site for the international uh, media center for the world cup in 2020. Wow. Those are the buildings that they're looking for. And, you know, it's kind of, it's down to us in Atlanta. Okay. And they're kind of waiting to see what happens with this election. Oh, come on. We can, we can, we can kick some Atlanta. It's not a guarantee. Nobody's promised anything, but, uh, you know, our odds jump dramatically. What exhibition space does Atlanta have? And I'm asking that as a serious question. I think it's down. I'm not sure, but I, I think it would probably be down around where the Olympic Park was. Oh, oh, that's that makes right. sense. Yeah. yeah, yeah, they did the Olympics. Remember? It's been a while since I've been in Atlanta. Yeah, yeah. So, so everything's yeah. called Peachtree, but we're not tearing anything down out there. Um, the only one I think that gets a little expansion is the Coliseum. Um, but uh, but we're not tearing anything down historic or anything. It's you know it's, it's giving love to the things that we got, and those are the six that were included in this. Um, so uh, yeah. so the Colise- uh, not the Coliseum, the Centennial Building and the Auto Building 
are just big, empty exhibition halls. What needs to be done to them? Um, that's a good question and that Boletta probably could have answered. But I think a lot of it is making sure that's outfitted. You know, they, they are shells right now. Mm-hmm. And I think it is outfitting them for, you know, electronically everything that you would need uh to do that for a media center. Those buildings, that get used for a lot of things. And um, I think it would outfit them so that, yes, it would be able to deal with the World Cup piece, but also make them incredibly useful halls well beyond that. Well, I mean, today's digital age, you've, I mean, they are shells. And if you're gonna really lift it to today's world and tomorrow's world, you've got to do some serious work on what can be um, accessed in terms of wiring and cabling and all the things. And I'm, I have no doubt that that's not an easy process to do right now, the way it's built. Yeah. So, I, you know, I mean, you know, come on. We're gonna, if you're going to be broadcasting from an international uh, to an international media market, you've got to have a lot more going on. Well, and we, we were there before because the last World Cup game that was here – Fair Park was the international media center. Mm-hmm. And, you know, and the games were played at the Cotton Bowl. The mm-hmm. Cotton Bowl has one of the best soccer pitches in the world. And people love playing there. Um, but, you know, if we don't get that venue fixed up, um, we know that we, we will, again, I know it's always is hanging over our head, but Texas OU, of course. Mm-hmm. But, you know, we had Rolling Stones out there. Um, and... Trying to hang on and keep getting those things, it's just not going to happen. Um, you know, they're just going to, uh, there's too much competition, in, especially in North Texas. And that there, you've got an incredible site, you know, and historic. It's a neat place to watch performances, but the whole user experience all the way around and behind the scenes, um, it needs work. Yeah. We, we need to take a break. Uh, for those of you who don't know who the Rolling Stones are, that was a reference to a 1960s rock and roll band. <laughs> <laughs> Us old people are just uh, remembering. Um, but the Rolling Stones actually were here fairly recently. Yeah. So, yeah. yeah. Um, we're talking about the bond proposal for that will be on the ballot in the city of Dallas uh, in the November, what they, eighth, eighth November. election. Uh, early voting starts October 24th. Fourth. Last day to register vote to vote for this election <coughs> is National Coming Out Day, which is October 8, 11th. 11th. We'll be back with more Lambda Weekly right after this. Hi, this is Candy Markham, and I listen to Lambda Weekly on 89.3 KNON-FM. Listen. And welcome back to Lambda Weekly. I'm Dave Taffet here in the studio with Lauren Landis and the late Patty Fink. And our guest is Chris Heinbaugh. We're talking about Proposition A, not Proposition B. You don't have to vote against Proposition B because there is no Proposition B. It's just Proposition A. It's the only one. Or the proposition, which would have been just as good. (laughs) It is the only proposition on the ballot. It is at the very end of the ballot. So make sure that you're aware that when that comes up, and, and it'll prompt you a couple times, I think, uh, but you need to cast a vote for that. And hopefully you'll say yes. And you, you might think, why would anybody vote no against something like this is, is to improve the city? You know, but conventions or convention centers, that's what draws 
business to different cities, especially major cities. Um, but with uh, the K. Bailey Hutchinson Center needing so much improvement, has the city of Dallas lost business here recently in the past yes. decade because of it? We have lost over at least a thousand, you know, right up to about a thousand conventions. Wow. In the past 15 years, we have lost. Wow conventions and meetings because oh, wow. the just the space is not adequate and you know we got a good boost after the convention center hotel was built mm-hmm. and that's done real well but you've now got this beautiful new hotel and now you're looking over there going yeah our convention space just isn't quite there yet and you know there have been some you know conversation about maybe trying to hang on to that last piece 2002 but i'm like you know if you're gonna do it just Take it all out and build what you need. You know, build what yeah. you want because convention centers, I think, even last longer than sports arenas. I mean, yeah. we've had our convention center since 57 and we've kept it going. But, um, you know, some sports arenas, a reunion, I think it's, you know. Reunion lasted 20 years. Yeah. We had just paid it off when we got rid of it, when we tore it down. Yeah. Um, but, but, you know, reunion, the, reunion Tower is a... Is a a, a, an indelible landmark. It is identifying the city of Dallas. Right, but I mean, Reunion Arena was not <laughs> right. Yeah, it was horrible, <laughs> and that's one. It didn't last as long. When you're building a convention center, you are building it to last for decades. It will serve you for decades. Look at the ballpark in Arlington. It lasted two years, and we decided we needed a roof. Yeah, and, and they, were, they yeah. were ready to tear it down like immediately. And think about over. Texas Stadium. I thought that would be there forever when I was uh-huh. a kid. Yeah, nope. gone. Less. Gone. This convention center has been around longer than Texas Stadium was, longer than Reunion Arena. Mm-hmm. And, oh, wow. you know, you go to other cities and you see, you know, very obvious immediate amenities like places to charge your phone, mm-hmm. um, places you can fill up your water bottles so you're not buying water and paying $8 you know, for something that should cost you a dollar. Or 50 cents. Right. And, and recycling galore. And all the things that, you know, when you're, when you're walking through these spaces. And I'm thrilled to hear that it's up and down rather yeah. than this sprawling thing where for people who have um, any sort of mobility issues, that's a long walk. Yeah. Back and forth and back and forth. So here we can have like escalators and elevators and people can get where they need to be much more escalators quickly and work. easily. Escalators that work. <laughs> that work. That's a you big know, plus. And another thing too, which is just a, a little thing, but it really makes a difference. There at, the, at our current uh, convention center, there's really no back of house. So when they are doing big dinners, all those food carts roll right through the lobby <laughs> with all the people in them. They're just going right, you know, there's nothing in the back of the house there. Mm-hmm. So, again, that goes to <clears throat> us not putting our best foot forward mm-hmm. with the convention center that we have right now. I want to go back to something Patty said, some of the amenities. What are some things that you've seen in other cities that convention centers have that our tasteless, bland... <laughs> And horrible convention center <laughs> doesn't have. Well, I, I will tell you, I think the most important thing, and um, and I got this from a, a woman named Rosa Fleming. She's kind of the head of convention and event services at the city. And they went and toured a whole bunch of convention centers, kind of trying to look at best practices taking thousands of notes i hope right yeah. because we want the valetta lil convention center to be much nicer <laughs> than the k Bailey hutchison one exactly 
Um, and one of the things that she said really stood out to her with the good convention centers was that they gave you a sense of place. It doesn't look like every other convention center. You can drop into some convention centers, and I've been to a lot of them, uh, for journalism conventions, mostly when I was a journalist. And you would not know one city to the next, but nothing distinguishing. And she said that is one thing that she really found that was very impressive was this sense of place, the sense of the city you were in. And she said she felt one of the chief ways that they did that was utilizing local artists, mm-hmm. okay, in the process of that. And Dallas is pretty good about that. We were talking earlier out at DFW Airport. You've got ten, Ted Kincaid's beautiful work there, the Terrazzo work, and um, local artists. And uh, so local I think... Local gay artists. Uh, thank you, local gay <laughs> artists. That's right. Um, but that is, uh, I think, something that... Um, would be very important and, and really make a difference mm-hmm. in terms of this convention center. And one of the things I've noted around the country, and finally Love Field did it, um, that I think would be so appropriate for the convention center is to bring in those food artists, those chefs, and and wonderful Dallas-based original culinary successes yeah. into a convention center where people can actually experience. Um, something they'll always remember. Fletcher's Corny Dogs. Fletcher's Corny Dogs. At Clyde Warren Park. I mean, why, why couldn't... I mean, people look at this, and I look at the... It, when I'm sitting in Love Field, and the line at Whataburger is way longer than anybody else yeah, because they've so heard of it. They're like, right. oh, my gosh, I'm in Dallas. I'm going to get a Whataburger. Because um, you don't see those everywhere. Right. So we have all of these this great food scene in Dallas that could so easily populate the convention center so if you're going to pay $16 for something get something really good Mm -hmm. and really Dallas you know what I mean? Yep and you have a lot Love Field is also very good with public art Mm -hmm. yes absolutely when you're in in line you know in queue there for the TSA that beautiful mosaic over there um, you know, you have a sense of place when you go out to Fair Park, uh, out to DFW, or Love Field, rather, and DFW. Um, but uh, that, I think, is probably going to be one of the things that will really stand out. Yeah, right now, our convention center, the only windows open up to, oh, to view the cemetery. <laughs> <laughs> With the Confederate soldiers, yes. But, wow. Yeah. So this is, this is um, I mean, we talked about this before the show. Um, this is really a one-time thing. It's now or never. Yeah. So talk a little bit about how this this opportunity was crafted and how imperative it is that that if we're going to vote for this, we got to vote for it now and on the November eighth ballot. Right. And why is it now or never? Um, well, all right. So there is a a piece of law, and I'm going to get a little wonky here, but there's a piece of law called the Brimer Bill. And this was enabling legislation. And I think this was passed just before the American Airlines Center because we were one of the first ones to actually use it for using the hotel occupancy tax to fund it. And um, so, but this Brimer legislation is generally focused. You can't use it on parks. You can't use it on a whole bunch of different things. You need to use it on sporting arenas. You can use it on convention centers. You can use it on entertainment districts. Um, But it's pretty limited. So, you know, they've been talking about this, you know, the convention center for a while, that we need to make this change, but also recognizing that a lot of people may not care 
or understand the importance of the convention business. Um, but a lot of people do love Fair Park, okay? Mm-hmm. And State Senator Royce West, uh, State Representatives Rafael and Chia, and um, Angie Chen Button, and I think Morgan Meyer was on there. Um, there were it was a very bipartisan group put together this legislation that would carve out an exception that you could turn around and use some of this money for Fair Park. Okay, and they did it in a way called bracketing. All right, so it is um, because they don't want doing it all over the state every time you know using parkland to you know change things. So it was for you know a a park that was bigger than 100 acres that has a national historic designation and is in a city that is from population one million to 1.3 million. So guess <laughs> huh. what? The only thing that fits that <laughs> is Fair Park. And so um, they did a lot of work, and they got it done and got it through. The Dallas delegation, again, bipartisan. Um, We were spreading love on Julie Johnson and Jessica Gonzalez the other day uh, about this, and um, they all got together, and they got it done. But it does have a deadline. So it's like you need an expiration date. An expiration date, and you need to get it done. And so that's why this is our opportunity to do this. And we also have to do it before Dallas grows above 1.3 million. That's true. That's true. <laughs> <laughs> Great point, David. Yes. So I don't think that'll happen by the by night by 2023. But anyway, <laughs> there is a time limit on this. There's also another piece that's really important. Uh, another piece of funding that will help fund some of the debt on this. Um, and that will be uh, it, it they have created a special enterprise zone. All right, and it is a three-mile radius. All the hotels within that three-mile radius, we are able to capture the state's portion of the hotel occupancy tax to use it for this. Okay, so that is a very unique funding mechanism that has been created for this purpose, um, and that will help cover the debt costs because we know borrowing costs and those kind of things are up these days. And that should generate about $2 billion. Wow. So it's the, who's at the center of that? The convention center or Fair Park? Uh, the, the convention center is for the three-mile radius. The, oh, that, wow. That that's a lot of that's zone a lot is of not stuff. the Fair Park piece. It's just the convention center piece. But, um, but that's but a lot of hotels. It is. It is. Wow. Mm-hmm. And that's a lot of revenue. And the state signed off on that. And, uh, and so that also, though, will go away if we don't pass this. So we got to snap this up. We've yeah. got to... We got to get out there and vote. Yes. Take advantage of it while we got the opportunity. Yep. So it's only hotels that are downtown that'll be included in this tax. Well, it's in a three-mile radius. That's where we the get the state's center. portion. So that's for the oh, state's portion. Oh, for the state's portion. portion. Yeah, for the state's portion. portion. Oh, okay. Right. So um, the Cedars and that would include, and there are a couple yeah. of hotels there that mm-hmm. are always busy. Right. Yeah. That and again, that's not taking the city's money. It's using the state's right hotel occupancy mm-hmm. tax. For <clears throat> This really is a unique one-time opportunity that we've got to act on. It is, and it'll be transformational for, obviously, our convention center and our convention business because Visit Dallas estimates they will be able to, they will have the capacity to double the convention business because you can do multiple conventions at one time now in this building, which you really can't, it's really hard to do in terms of major conventions. That's hard to do right Mm -hmm. now. Um, so that's going to be transformed. Okay, for so, people who don't really understand uh, where 
can, where the money comes from. So, so there's a convention here. Why, is, why should I care? How does it benefit the city? The conventions? I mean, having conventions? Having conventions, it, right. It, it benefits you in a lot of ways. Number one, you're generating a lot of revenue hotel occupancy tax revenue, which is an important piece behind property tax and sales tax. It's probably one of the most important pieces of revenue that come into a city, okay? Um, and one of the things that, one of the reasons I'm here as an arts advocate is because this, while it wasn't designed to do it, this will actually have a huge positive impact on the arts because in the city of Dallas, a big portion of our arts funding comes from the hotel occupancy tax. And people might wonder, what's the tie? Well, people come to see shows here. They come to see art exhibitions. They come to see jazz and, and a whole bunch of different things. It's cultural tourism. They come to Fair Park to look mm -hmm. at architecture. You know, And so that's an important piece. And the state allows you to take up to 15% of the hotel occupancy tax, the city's portion, and use it for the arts. So if you all of a sudden are doubling your convention business, you're doubling a lot of that hotel occupancy tax revenue. So the more tourists you're going to get, the more hotel occupancy tax, the more arts funding. And, and you know not what else just a part, a part of that is? More shows, more business, right. more jobs. Exactly. Yeah. That's where I was going to go. Exactly. Like if, like when the city negotiates with a new employer to, to come to town and, and we know there are metrics with, you know, if you're employing a thousand people, then that's going to have a fallout for housing, for groceries, mm -hmm. for gas stations. It all has a ripple effect. It does. And so, you know, if, if those hotels downtown are, are fully <clears throat> occupied all the time, those people are going out to eat. They're, you know, renting cars. They're going out and seeing things. They're buying. They're going to North Park to shop or somewhere, out, you know, uptown. Yep. And they're spending money in the city of Dallas, money that was not going to be here Unless they came here to and spend it. we're not having to pick, pick up those people's trash or send their kids <laughs> right. to school or fix their streets. This is money that somebody else brought in, and we, it stays in Dallas. Yeah. You know, that's... That's, that's huge. It's some of the best yeah. kind of money, you know. <laughs> um, so it, that, I think, is just important. And, you know, you talked about the, the people that come in, and we talked about first impressions, right? Well... Frequently, somebody comes in and they start as maybe a convention visitor, right? And if they really have a good experience at that convention center, and especially one that reflects the city, they're more likely to come back as a tourist. Yeah. Or they may decide they're going to relocate here as a job because they had such a good time and really appreciated the city. Or they're, they're going to move their company here. Right, you know, it's or open a franchise of it here, yes, right. a branch right. of it, and that is so important. And again, that goes back to those first impressions, you know. Absolutely, I mean, because you know, Aaron and I love to go to DC all the time, just because we can get around. It's of course very interesting to us in in thousands of ways, but the the logistics of it, the ease of getting out to eat and not having a car when you do that, and. Um, and shopping and all the things you can do. It's a very walkable city. You can really, as a tourist, have a great experience. And that's, I think, what the city of Dallas is also working toward, too, is with the arts. I mean, like, if you're going to come to the convention center, why can I, can I walk down and see a show at, you know, mm -hmm. yep. at the Windspear? Um, you know, I got tickets for this 
three months ago because I knew I'd be in Dallas this night. And that's right. you know what I mean. Like, well, and you got uh, you've also got down back behind City Hall, so that whole area is starting to develop, right? Mm-hmm. And you're seeing just incredible stuff going on back there, and not just the farmers market, not just the farmers <laughs> yeah. market, no. And that again, if you open up this space now. That gives more room and entices more development in there. And that just has not caught on in there. Because, like you said, you walk out and you're in the cemetery or you're just standing out there and you're like, where do I go? People have no idea where to go. And yet, literally, the AT&T experience is just a few blocks away. You would have no idea, you know. And uh, so you're going to see that whole area energized as well as on the other side, I think, by the Cedars. And then we, here we've got the, the dart rail stop right there. Right. In the building. In the building. In the building. Yeah. And let's talk a little bit about that uh, when we come back. You're listening to Lambda Weekly on 89.3 KNON-FM. I'm Dave Taffet here in the studio with Leron Landis and the late Patty Fink. Our guest is Chris Heinbaugh, and we're talking about Proposition A. Hi, this is Patty Fink, and you're listening to Lambda Weekly on 89.3 KNON-FM. And this is Lambda Weekly. We're talking about Proposition A. It's the only proposition ballot to fund uh, a new convention center, uh, the Valletta Lill Dallas Convention Center, (laughs) and uh, to fund renovations at Fair Park in six buildings. Um, Think of it as Prop prop Gay. Well... uh, (laughs) The uh, musicals or Broadway Dallas. Broadway Dallas. Uh, yeah. That building will be renovated, hopefully with acoustics so that you can actually hear. <laughs> um, there's a problem with acoustics at the building. Laron is looking at me like, <laughs> like is, is there? Oh yeah. Okay. It depends I- on what tour is coming through. Oh, and okay. What kind of sound equipment? I was they just have. there. I don't know. I saw Wicket this summer, and I think they've fixed the sound. I thought, I thought they, sounded, they pretty uh, much fixed yeah, the sound. I thought they sounded great. Yeah. So maybe this outdoor space that we're having in Plaza, we could have really good acoustics too. Yeah. So that we could have like quintets and quartets and mariachi bands and all kinds of things, and it would sound. That sound would project out to everyone, so you could have a great experience if there's a huge crowd. Yeah, mm. Like I said, I think they are really focused on making sure that Plaza is very locally focused that it is you know that not just tourists or convention people because they don't generally run out and play in the fountain you know mm-hmm. but again you go to Houston <laughs> there's just families out there having a great time I think they'd like to to mirror that well in Dallas we have a short history of that with the deck park mm-hmm. um, there are always people out mm-hmm. enjoying whatever's going on there um, if there was more of that going on elsewhere I think it would just spread it out a little bit and bring even more people well, in front of our Windspear Opera House. We've got that pond, yeah, mm-hmm. and we have kids out there. We have constantly people taking wedding photos, graduation photos, quinceanera photos. I mean, it's just—it's a beautiful space. Yeah, yeah. 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 love water. <laughs> no, but that's a beautiful urban space. Yeah, yeah. Um, Dart runs right underneath the convention center, actually towards. Kind of around it, but it stops actually underneath kind of one under piece it, yeah. of it. Mm-hmm. Um, how will construction affect art? It, well, first off, the construction is going to be done in a way kind of like we did Love Field. The convention center will not close. They will continue to have conventions and meetings and stuff like that. It's going to be 
you know, kind of staggered. But the idea is to keep that going. And so to keep the dark going, it's not going to, to my knowledge, not going to shut it down. They are exploring, though, a whole bunch of other intermodal opportunities from there, too, to make it, you know, walkable, to make it, you know, bikes, you know. They're looking at a whole bunch of things right now, trying to figure out how do you tie this center in with the rest of the city as well. So not just make it friendly for the visitors, but make it friendly for everyone else and find a way that makes it easier to get to the Arts District, make it easier to get over to Bishop Arts. So kind of trying to, and they're there's literally a study going on right now that's focusing on a lot of the transportation. And this is a whole other uh, issue, but in making DART go around the entire downtown instead of just kind of halfway around downtown. Oh, yeah. the, the D-Link is fairly successful, but I'd love to see that really cranked up. Yeah, I So agree. that pe- if you go downtown on the train, you know that you can get around Everything you want to go to in downtown, no matter where it is, if you just hop the D-Link. I mean, other cities are able to do this stuff pretty darn easily. But we need to divide the rail lines so that four lines are not on one set of tracks. Well, you've got a second line that's That's coming. coming. Mm -hmm. So that that will help because right now one thing breaks down and you're yeah. like, everything yeah, you're freezes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But, um, but, but if, you know, it's fine. A surface tram or something like D-Link that, you, you know, like, I could, there's one that's going to come every 10 minutes and, you know, I can get from here to there. Let me, I'll, I'll be right there. We're going to go eat and then we're going to go over here and see our show. And, I mean, like, that's what we really need, that glue right. that really makes, uh, on top of walkability, but, you know. Well, get, plus there's that, the, uh, the trolley that goes over the Jefferson Street Bridge mm-hmm. into Oak Cliff. Yes. Uh, which I remember uh, Council Member Griggs was on our show, and I said, you know, it's half built. What happened to it? And he called and he said, oh, they forgot about it. <laughs> God. <laughs> and so it was just course. sitting there for months until they, but that needs to be extended. Yeah. And there are plans for that, too, which will bring even more people into downtown. Right. Right. So let's say this passes. Um, everything is a thumbs up. How soon are we looking at either the start of the construction and completion? Um, the construction, uh, I, I think what you'll see is you'll see the workout at Fair Park start first. Okay. Because some of that is, again, we were talking about the band shell. Mm-hmm. You know, that's very, it, you know, my understanding is that's actually a pretty easy lift on that one to get that one going and done and I think they're going to focus on the uh, exhibition halls especially Mm -hmm. if we're able to get that um, that designation as the International Media Center um, for the World Cup and then I think they're you know I'm I'm not sure what their priorities are Valletta may text with them in a minute (laughs) (laughs) by the way she is been texting us <laughs> through the show. We love she you, is with us. She is with She's us. Expanding our knowledge. Um, but the convention center will start later because they're still doing a lot of design. I mean, I love the artist renditions, but I always tell people that, that, that yeah. it's an artist rendition. We'll see what it ends up looking like. But um, but that will probably not be done until twenty twenty nine. I think oh, it may okay. take that long. That one's going to take. That's going to take a. But they'll do one building at a time so that yeah, well, uh, the park yeah. can be used. Yeah. Yeah, they're staggering it. And they'll, you know, I don't know what they're, you know, if, you know. We can't just say, okay, for the next few years, we're not going to have a fair. Right. 
Well, of course not. <clears throat> well, the fair, I think, uh, no, that's not going to happen. <laughs> so, and we've worked around the fair before when we've mm-hmm. had upgrades to the Cotton Bowl and significant upgrades. We've mm-hmm. always worked around the state fair. Um, so that's that's not going to be an issue there. But so, so tell us about the experience in other cities where – um, and we were talking earlier about the American Airlines Center yep. and, and about, I believe you said Nashville. Right. That, that is an example of how um, a, a, a package like this, a proposition, um, has been met with great success. Sure. And so we are, to be clear, we're losing business mm-hmm. and we're not keeping up with the competition. So we're losing business to Nashville to Atlanta. Austin just built a new convention center. Brand okay. new convention center, yes. And, and it should be noted, all those cities you just mentioned are smaller than Dallas. Right. Yeah, <laughs> they've got these beautiful convention centers. And, um, and like Dallas, unique things going on, a unique identity, but our convention center, the unique identity isn't a good one. So, um, and Nashville, uh, well, before that, we're also now losing conventions and meetings to our neighbors at home here. Oh, yeah. You know, Frisco's building new things out. Arlington's yep. building new things you out. You know, so. and, and when you say Austin has a new convention center, Austin is bigger now than Dallas was when this convention center was built. Yeah. Yeah. Austin's yeah. over a million people now already. That's right. Wow. Yeah. yeah. So, um, but uh, let me give you an example. Nashville, okay. Nashville opened its new convention center in 2013. Okay, and it has seen tourism tax revenues climb from 33 million in 2013 to 126 million by 2019. So wow. it almost quadrupled. That's massive. Yeah, it is. It is, and and you know, Austin, uh, Nashville is looked to as a as a best practice on this. Everyone's kind of looking to see what they did and um, why that worked so well for them. Um, but you're talking about the American Airlines Center. If you remember that. Um, and that was 1989. Um, and that was a very controversial election. Very. Mm-hmm. And um, and it, you know, there was, said it's a boondoggle. It's not going to pass. It, voters are going to get stuck with this. The taxpayers are going to get stuck with it. And, um, you know, you're funding rich people and all of this. And it barely passed. Barely passed. And those 30-year bonds were paid off in less than 15 years. Okay. Wow. That's that's yeah. <laughs> amazing. Less than yeah. half the time. Mm-hmm. That's right. Yeah. That's, that's awesome. Right. So it's so, time to tear down the American Airlines Center and build something <laughs> else. <laughs> that's not where we're going with this, I guess. No, but um, <clears throat> but you know, again, it's it's. I just want to reemphasize: this is not something that Dallas taxpayers will be paying for. This is using other people's money, tourists. The people who go to conventions, the people who go to meetings, and um, you know, I know there are some people who think, "Oh, those are gone." You know, people are just doing stuff on Zoom and stuff. That's not true. We thought that after nine eleven, right, when everything crashed, you know, and everyone said, "Oh, that'll never come back." People aren't going to travel anymore, and they do. You know, Absolutely people like that do. camaraderie, that spending time with mm-hmm. people, focusing on building. You know, relationships, finding out that the person you're talking to on Zoom is actually six foot tall, not <laughs> five foot tall. You know, it's all of that, um, you know, and, and you get that. I've, I've always uh, enjoyed going to conventions and meetings and meeting my peers from around the country and spending time with them and finding out what's working in their world, what's working. And, you know, they want to know what's working in ours. And I think there's always 
you know, a market for that, and I think it's a significant market. And you get to experience a new city, a new place. Exactly. And mm-hmm. all the things that that means. Right. Um, you know, it's food, it's it's culture, it's, you know, what it feels like to walk in the streets and, um, you know, talk to the people and come back with, you know, real stories about your experience in Dallas, Texas. Well, I and, think having that, again, a convention center that's, got local art infused into it that's got you know a real sense of dallas in there not what everyone thinks we are but what we really are Mm -hmm. and um i you know i think that just gets people excited and it's it's a neat you know you're kind of proud to have people come out here and enjoy that and have them walk away saying we had a really good time that was such a neat place in the Mm -hmm. center we loved the city got out and enjoyed it you know that's fantastic and and right now I, I sort of cringe when people say oh I oh I came to a convention in Dallas not that long ago and you know I'm like what are they gonna say what are they gonna say <laughs> <laughs> but you know we, we all want to know that that's gonna be a an incredible experience no matter yeah. who we're talking to well and I want to circle back real quick because I think we've got a little time but mm-hmm. um, it is to Fair Park and you know Fair Park was, I think it was 18, and we'll get a text in a minute, I'm sure, from Valletta, but I think it was about 1886, 1887 was when it was built. Um, First started, and then, of course, you had the 1936, the Texas Centennial, and that's kind of most of what you see today um, there. Um, And, you know, that place has just never been able to get back on top of it in terms of the funding. Yeah. And I, I don't understand that. When I have people in town, one of the first things that I take them to is Fair Park. Yeah. And the, the reaction is always the same. This is magnificent. We don't have anything like this. I've never seen a park like this. Why aren't there any people here? Yeah, yeah. exactly. You know, and I've had um, co-workers come to town during... Um, during the fair, and I remember one one year taking them on the rail from up near Plano, um, and we stopped. We changed in downtown, and and we stopped right in front of that Art Deco, gorgeous stuff on Perry mm-hmm. with the uh, with the train, and um, got off, and they were just in awe. And they said, you know, I had no idea that the State Fair of Texas, because you picture it as being kind of big and lots of cattle and maybe smelly and, you know, all these things, that it was it was kind of that kind of high-end experience yeah. with so much art and so much, mm-hmm. um, so many people and things to do and things to eat and things to see. Um, and they were so impressed. And we only went for a few hours because we, we were working all day and we just went in the evening for maybe three hours. And then we rode back on the train. So they got to see Dallas on the train both yep. directions and during the daytime and then at night and then it, it was like what an experience and they still talk about that yep. they still talk about mm-hmm. having done that i love taking the train out there i do too yeah, you know. it's the yeah. only way i'll go out there now <clears throat> yeah it's just so easy get on and get off and you know you hop in but they've had you know there have been bond <clears throat> campaigns before but you know to be honest the city has a lot of needs and it the taxpayers are never going to put in the type of infusion of funds that you really need to move the needle out there. And, you know, uh, this will do that. 200 to 300 million focused on those key buildings 
will be absolutely critical. And, you know, Fair Park First, the group that's now running it out there, they are um, they are in the middle of a capital campaign. They're building out a public park. They're going to make sure that park really dovetails with the community so that the community out there feels like this is their park and that they're a part of it, which has not always been the history out there. Right. And so, you know, this will make sure a lot of those funds in that capital campaign are being able to be utilized for those. And these buildings are getting a lot of the love that they need. So I think that's going to be significant. Mm-hmm. We're coming up at the end of the hour, but just want to let everybody know that voting, you can vote for this on November 8th, but you still have time to register to vote. Well, yes, you, you, do. you can't. Why can't I? You live in Garland. Yeah, but... You live in Dallas County. You live in Dallas County. But it's a Dallas City vote. Oh. It is. Dallas City. Well, everybody else... <laughs> He's going to be sitting there. Why don't I see this at the end of the ballot? There's Where several things it? I miss I'm out on. I'm going to proudly vote and on your behalf. Thank Laron. you. Thank when you. I get to mine, I'm going to go, this is for everybody who can't vote for it. I'm voting for it, too. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> we all know that you'll, at least you're behind it. Yep. <clears throat> so this, this for some, can be cons- initially sound pretty complex. But the website does a really good job. Of like, there's an FAQ where it asks a question and it, and it gives an answer about how this is a one-shot deal. This is now or never. Um, you can also order a yard sign. I see. Did have yeah. that yesterday. That's yeah. So things are really coming around. Um, so that's uh, at voteyesforprope.com. Right. Not vote yes on Prop A, but for Prop A, a. Right. because the proposition is for or against. Right. So vote yes for. That's the way to remember Prop A. And it's a straightforward written proposition. (laughs) It is full of legalese. No, but when I say straightforward, a vote yes is for the bond proposition. A vote no is against. Some propositions are kind of confusing. Yeah. Yeah. Remember remember the infamous Prop A? Yeah. Yes, oh, yeah. that's right. That was confusing. That's right. <laughs> but yes, a, a vote for, a vote yes, is means yes yeah, on okay. this. And that means you want this to happen. If you look at the language in there, you can see it talks about the convention center. And then it, it singles out those six buildings at Fair Park. The Cotton Bowl, the uh, Music Hall, Band Shell, Automobile, and Centennial Building, and the Coliseum. And so it, it's very focused on that. So, um, but it it's a lot of legalese. <laughs> it is. It is. But a, but a four I'm, is a yes, and a yes is a four. So the one building I'm surprised that there is no money for is the Valletta Lil Hall of State. Uh, yes, and Valletta has been done a tremendous job advocating for that building and making sure that it is getting taken care of and getting a lot of love. It so, needs it. Yeah. Yes. Chris, thank you so much for being Good with to us. See you, Chris. Yes, it's thank been you, a long Chris. time. You Thanks for coming thank back. You and we, we miss you, Valletta. I hope you feel better. And um, we'll see you when you you are able to come on the uh, in the studio and um, share uh, your wealth of knowledge about all those things that we care about as a community. She can come back right after the election starts. You know, she could talk about what talk we're about getting it. started. Yeah, we're gonna, we're <laughs> implementing this stuff right away. Getting it going. Cool. For all, right, all of us here at Lambda Weekly, have a good week.